Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself. The best group boxing workout in the market, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Radner. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pr- pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien, with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's probably going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh. TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. What's happening, folks? Welcome back to the podcast. It's episode 402 of The O Show, and we are presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. You got two more weeks to the grand opening. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale offers an authentic experience for those who want to learn from Floyd Money Mayweather's techniques and training regimens. Again, you got two weeks. You can actually go in today from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale. If you got a membership already, go check it out out in South Scottsdale. And we are sponsored by betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Again, betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus. Again, episode 402 of the show today with Christian Peterson. What is happening, man? Uh, lots and not much all at the same time. All right. So tell everybody how we know each other. So we know each other. We, um, my sophomore year and your junior year, we were both in the same class, Tim Kelly's, uh, entrepreneurship class. Um, I am an entrepreneurial studies major and you were a broadcasting major. Close. Sports management. I kind of turned it into broadcast. Yeah, right, right, right. We didn't have a broadcast journalism degree until this year, the year after I graduated. That's what I was wondering. That's why I was confused. I was like, wait. 
So I used, a sport, I used a sports management degree to pursue sports broadcasting, which has led to, you know, play-by-play opportunities, this and that. And I do got to give him a justice because I got to apologize to Zach. He called him Tim Kelly. Scott Kelly is his name. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologize to Zach or else so he's going to fuck up this entire video. I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> I thought you had said Tim Kelly. There were two professors, Tim Kelly and Scott Kelly. And I thought you said Tim earlier. But, oh, yeah, Scott. No, yeah. I've heard even more about his son, Scott. Scott's son than I have Tim's son. Uh, anyways. Sorry, Zach. There it My is. My apologies. Um, but, yeah. You're so going to have to come out here and give him a hug later. Oh, I, I will. Trust me. Um, yeah. So the way that we, we started talking briefly through class, and then I started a podcast of my own, um, had my own setup, and was setting up, and I actually reached out to Jack um, and asked if he would love to be on it. It's about people and their passions, and he was more than welcome to come out, and it was one of the best recordings that I had. Um, it was Shut just, up. It was, it was great. It turned out great. Um, it was very natural, very off the cuff, and um, we talked about you and um, everything that has to do with you, like your passions and things like that, and it turned out great. Yeah, we went a good hour at GCBC. Yeah. It was the day after Thanksgiving, and he called me like, let's do it at like 7 a.m., the day after Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, that's a ballsy move to ask for a guest the day after Thanksgiving at 7 a.m., but we got it done. Uh, got a few eyeballs from the people at GCBC in the coffee place. Yeah. It's perks of having a mobile setup because you can pretty yeah. much do it wherever you want. Oh, yeah. I love that road mic setup that you got, by the way. Thank you. Thank and you had a ton of great guests on. We were talking before. We're going to have Pat McMahon in studio That's next awesome. week of the week after. That was probably one of your biggest guests. Yeah. You yeah. actually got to do it in the AZ TV studio yeah, as the backdrop. Uh, I did it there, yeah. So what was that like? Oh, it was great. Um, everybody was super cool. Um, everybody, the moment I just said, oh, I'm here with, for Pat McMahon, they were all like, oh, right this way. And it was just super cool. Like, went in. Um, even, like, the, the producer of, the, of AZTV was like, if you guys need anything, should I put your guys' logo up on the screen? They were all, like, very professional, super nice. And it was just a really fun experience overall. And how did you get that? You said that you, like, were at his house or something? You did um, work yeah, at his my house? Yeah, my dad got a, um, was working for him. My dad has, a, has the dealership for Foreverlawn, which is a, a synthetic grass company. Um, based out of Ohio, and um, we just were doing work for Pat McMahon, and my dad had just gave him a notice and got me in contact with him, and then we just went from there. That's unbelievable, dude. And yeah. I got to look at that interview because, again, he's going to be here next week or the week after. I still got to figure that out. Oh, he's, he's awesome. I mean, what did you guys talk about specifically, just um, about his career? And- yeah, we talked about his career, about his time um, – with the Wallace and Ladmo show. Yes. Um, just how he got into it. And he actually himself was a, um, was like a theater, not a theater group, but like a stage kid. Yeah. Like his parents were on the road. Uh, they were both, I believe, professional, professional dancers. Um, and so like he was always on the road. He was, he's, he was the one behind the stage watching the magician pull the rabbit out of the hat, all that kind of stuff. And so like he grew up. Um, and when I asked him, like, what got him into it, he said he pretty much knew nothing else. Like, he just strictly was, that's what he loved, and that's what he was into. That's awesome, dude. And since then, I saw what Brady's in came on the yeah. show. You talk about, you know, this mobile, you know, podcast setup where you're just going to meet people whenever you can, whenever you're recording interviews. How, yeah. How yeah. is this going to, because we were briefly talking about it before we went on the air, but mm-hmm. kind of explain your your passion behind that. So, 
Vention is my uh, passion project. It's a, the entire concept is a uh, platform to streamline inspiration because inspiration is out there everywhere, but it's so hard to contain in like one certain area. So I'm developing a website, but as of now I have a YouTube and a podcast and it's all geared to helping people find their passions um, through talking to people about what they've done, how they've done it, and most importantly, which is, an, which, which is a question that's never asked, hardly asked, is why. Like, with Skillshare and platforms like YouTube, there is literally tens of, if not hundreds of millions of hours of how to do it yourself, how to learn, how to do this and how to do that. And everybody's telling you to join and to do this and do that, but nobody's telling you why. Like, why is sports broadcasting something worth looking into? Why is podcasting worth looking into? Why is becoming a professional dancer something that you may love and enjoy for the rest of your life, but you have no idea you've done it? Like, my whole philosophy that I've had for a long time is the world's greatest pole vaulter never started pole vaulting. And the world's greatest fencer never even picked up a rapier. Like, it's like, there are so many things out there that you can do and you could be amazing at it. You could be the world's best or just in, enjoy it, like, for the rest of your life. You could dedicate your life to something that you don't even know exists. And you have that perspective because you've been through four years of school. You're going to wrap up your degree this fall yep. at Grand Canyon University. Yep. And you have that perspective because you've experienced things and you've also gone after what you want to accomplish and you've realized, I'm not going to learn everything in a book, right? Yeah. Because college, high school alone, like diplomas alone, they make employees, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't necessarily train you to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself and, and kind of become inspired by your own experiences that you have you know like you're trained to do what's in the book yeah. by the book not not very not enough people ask why why things are the way they are why things should be the way they are um and why not do this and why not do that like the what i was explaining to robin earlier was um i i just tell myself why not like you don't know until you try so my my core friend group um of like like all of my friends at GCU are pretty much um, video majors yep. just because one day I was like, a 48-hour film challenge sounds fun and they, you don't have to be a film major. So I literally just walk up and I'm like, hey, I want to be in the 48-hour film challenge. And that core group, you're with them for two straight days and you're like immediate friends for life. And it's so much fun. And even um, one of my current passions is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it's something that I was just like, eh, why not? Like, I found a place near my house, and then it started doing it. And millions of people will start projects and do half-done projects, which is perfectly fine. That's amazing. Like, you should try things out um, and just experience it. See if you like it. See if you enjoy it. And if it's half-done, perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with doing a half-done project. I have millions of those. But I challenge those people to join the community at least briefly, but join the community of whatever you're doing. Because like, like the film example, I could have gotten into film and it could have been fun. It could have been like a weekend of fun and a weekend of experience. But the moment that you're in with a community that suddenly loves what you do and is willing to talk about it or willing to interact with it, it's something that could be life-changing. 
Oh, 100%. I did the 48-hour film festival, too, as, again, an unexperienced actor, but it was fun. Yeah. You know, you're literally locked in a place for 48 hours trying to make the best film out of 10, 12 films that other people are making. Yeah. It's insane. And, and there's millions of things out there that are so much fun and, so like, would inspire people, like, to the utmost degree, and yet sometimes they don't even know it exists. Like, there's a lot of niche things that I kind of want to dive into and, like, literally ask these people why and how. Like, why did you get into it and how did you get into it? Yeah. I would love to become a I, – I would love to have my paramotor license, which is, like, the motor that you strap on your back and then you have the paraglide yeah. and you just zoom around. I found a guy in Arizona who literally just does that all the time and I'm going out to meet him. But literally that's, like, a, a life goal of mine. But the reason why I've never thought about it before now is because I have nobody in my network who does it, none of my family does it, none of my friends do it, and because of that, people will use that excuse to never do it. If you look on Red Bull and you look on Monster and like all these fun, fun things, you can look out there and say, that is so cool, like I wish I could do that. But you're never, ever, ever gonna take the first step to understand why or how to do it. Like it's just, it's just an innate thing that happens and like I'm, susceptible to it everybody's susceptible to it it's just if i can help you understand how and that how is easier than you expect you might second guess yourself and might actually try it what inspired you to do uh, jujitsu was that trevor and his mma stuff no i had no idea i literally just had thought i have always wanted to do martial arts as a kid but i never did it i just who knows why i was always into sports and stuff like that so i just never did it and uh, I graduated high school. I had been playing sports for pretty much my whole life. And then the moment I got into college, I was like, I'm not doing anything, like, physical. Um, so why not martial arts? So I looked it up. Uh, I was looking through all the different things of what I should try. Um, I did Krav Maga for a day. Realized that, that it wasn't for me. Um, did and your then, ass kicked? No, no. Um, well, with Krav Maga, you can't. Um, it's non-competitive. Because the moment that you make it competitive, it's no longer Krav Maga because it's extreme brutality. Hmm. Um, so there, so every, there are, every martial art is tailored to somebody different. Um, and I just found a jiu-jitsu place that was literally like a minute away from there. And I tried it out and I loved it. Wow. And, and every, every martial arts place almost has like two free days. So how cool is it to like show up and for two full days... Just try something out. And if you hate it, props to you for trying. Like, oh, 100%. Like, props for you to, for trying two days of something. And if you absolutely hate it, then you leave. You don't pay. There's no risk. You just show up and try it out. That was me with this show. Starting four years ago, you probably couldn't get two words out of me. Like, I was an introvert. Yeah. The definition of an introvert. Now I can't shut up. I'm still kind of introverted, but I know how to carry a conversation. Yeah. Which leads to more opportunities, better relationships, and all of a sudden, like, you have more knowledge in the world to pursue different things. Yeah. My, the nature of my extroversion um, came out through inquisitiveness, I guess, um, if that's a word. Good word. Is it? Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it's in the definition, in the dictionary. I'll just say that. Um, but through... Um, through just literally just wondering. Like, that's why I can, that's why I love talking to people about their passions and things. Because it's not me with a script saying, like, this or that or that. It's literally me just, like, uh, how or why. Like, it's, 
It's being just, curious. It's just being curious. Being curious can like, maybe I can put my foot in the door for somebody else to open it because that's all it takes is people just need a little push in the right direction of something that they could dedicate their entire lives to. Yeah. Which I, I think is super cool. And that's what inspires me. You have to be yourself too. Like you can't just look at someone and be like, all right, this is how it's done. Like how many podcasts have you done? And I'm talking like people from GCU or just other kids who have like their own podcasts. Um, I think I have like um, 27, which isn't a lie. I was cranking them out when I was with you, like around that time. But very recently, like especially over the summer, I've kind of backtracked and am restructuring the whole brand per se. Mm -hmm. I'm restructuring it so that once I hit a flow, I'll be able to just very easily crank it out. Um, Because like one of the things I've been trying to do is I've even created a a dictionary. I'm I'm making up words. I'm creating graphs. I'm creating like analyses um, so that... I'm trying to streamline inspiration as much as possible. And you know, the best way to streamline it is literally just a, a, a graph, a picture, and like made up words. Yeah. Like, because there are such big concepts that are so big that it would take an hour for an inspirational speaker to get you to do something. But if you can look through hundreds of passions and just see what fits for you just by a single graph, like I have a color and a triangle. And those two things can already tell you a ton about a passion. And so I've, I've been trying to do that and restructure that. And I'm coming out with more videos on YouTube and how that works so that in the, f- in the future, I can just be able to uh, define everything as it comes. Wow, that's very intriguing and something definitely very different. How have you gone about, you know, getting everything out there, like exposure-wise, you know, getting as many eyeballs on it as possible, whether it be YouTube or any other social media platform? Um, so I just created a, mu- uh, I'm editing, currently editing a video about that. It's everything that this, that my platform is trying to do. Um, and it's showing all the different points of con- content. It has a, it has a circle that says passion, who, what, where, when, why, and how. You need those answers in order to purely define a passion. And all these different points of content are focusing on each of those um, thoughts. So, um, like, an interview would attribute to all of those, who, what, where, when, why, and how. However, like, me actively doing it, which is something that I'd love to do, is um, I call it act, uh, inspiration through activation. Because the one disconnect between people and motivational speakers is that even though it sounds good, there's, there's no visual aid. Like there isn't somebody telling you, you can do this because I did it. Like you just have to take people's word for it a lot, Mm -hmm. which is something that kind of unsettling to me. I would rather just literally just watch somebody do it physically, grind it out and then just say, you can do it too. That in and of itself would be very inspiring to me. Leading by example. Leading by example. Um, Inspiration through activation. So uh, if I inspire through activation, um, then it would go more towards how. And so I have this big graph of like exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. And but ultimately, ultimately, the entire globe of the the project is geared towards inspiring you as efficiently as possible. 
Well, let me ask you this then, Mm because I do think that's a very important message that needs to get out there in a big way, too. Mm -hmm. How do you go about, again, getting that exposure on videos? Like, obviously, Vention, one day, hopefully, five, ten years down the road, you get to a point where that's not an issue. But, you know, starting out as a young entrepreneur still in college, I still find this a big problem myself, mm-hmm. you know, getting those views that aren't from your friends or your parents, you know, getting your word out there, going on other people's shows, yeah. you know, posting every day. Like, how do you go about and do you know, like, certain algorithms to get that quote-unquote exposure? Yeah. Because I'm uh, personally still trying to figure that out. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know, like, the rough, the whereabouts and stuff like that. But as of now, my greatest connection is network. Um, because just by knowing somebody who knows somebody is like already like a huge, uh, benefactor to the, um, or yeah, is, is very beneficial to, uh, what I'm trying to accomplish. So like I tell one of my friends, uh, what I'm trying to do and he immediately connects me to somebody who's a professional at that. And so it's, it's really easy to, to network when you're talking about people's passions, when you're, when people are passionate about something, there's, there's so much energy that flows out of what they're trying to accomplish, especially when you get tapped into a community. Um, so as of now, it, again, I'm still in the structuring process, but the moment that I'm going to be um, understanding what these are, I'm going to be trying to dive into the community of whatever that is. Um, and hopefully that communities will um, not only love what I'm trying to do of inspiring people to join that community but hopefully it'll give them um like a relief knowing that um people are it want to know what they're doing that they're not just a a lost niche because that's what a lot of things are just lost niches that um stay small not not in a bad way but just are are there as they are um and shining a little exposure would would be great on all parties. Yeah, I mean, afraid to taking risks and looking at that and thinking like, okay, I did this huge project and it got like two views or yeah. two likes on social media. It yeah. doesn't look great, you know, and people get afraid by that and they don't do it again. So one thing that I really want to do about that is um, actually collect a community to join me in my activation through inspiration. Um, I would love to have a group literally be like, hey, I'm doing Rubik's Cube for two weeks. You should join the Rubik's Cube for two weeks. And me being a business major, maybe in the future that includes um, like, um, like a subscription box that has what I'm doing currently at that moment and kind of like a, a, uh, like a kickstart kind of to help people um, experience what they could enjoy. Um, like let's say Rubik's Cube. I could send a Rubik's Cube to a, tons of people. A, a connection that I made from another friend um, uh, gives Rubik's cubes uh, for charity, so I, that's amazing. Um, like once you have those kind of connections, you can find others who may love Rubik's cubing. Like people have dedicated their lives to Rubik's cubing, and that's just one of millions. But Rubik's cubing, in a sense, could be the greatest thing you've ever done. And, and you might get into something else and discover that you have a passion for something else and yeah. you want to start a business in something else. Yeah. Probably what you've done. Because I remember when we met two years ago in Scott Kelly's class. Scott Kelly's. We, uh, you were what? Um, retail? Apparel company? Yeah, I was doing... Are uh, you still doing some of that? Um, no, actually. Um, it was, I was creating a clothing brand for college, for, my, for GCU. Um, 
and uh, it, it was my own thing. But I was able to be the very first student to be in the Lope Shop, yeah. which was super fun. Um, and I was recognized by them. I had uh, it, it was chugging along. But being an entrepreneur, you kind of have to understand how people think and why people think the way they do. And one of the things that I noticed was right around COVID, as, as soon as COVID started happening, I immediately realized that school pride of any college, of every college, was going to tank hard. Nobody was showing up to the basketball games because nobody could. Mm -hmm. um, nobody was in the lope shop because there was nothing to buy if there was nobody to show your pride to because school attendance, like, halved. A ton of people were sent to, um, to quarantine. A ton of people were sent to their homes, stuff like that. So, um, so that project uh, kind of fell a little short as I probably thought it, it, I would have wanted it to, but it was fun. Like, the fact that I didn't say no, and I just did it, I was known as the low-preem guy, just for the fun of it. And I just loved having that little, that little oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you're building community at the, at the same time providing oh, yeah. them value, which is the most important thing. There's yeah. a lot of people who try to accomplish their dreams, and they do it for them and not necessarily for others, which yeah. is going to help it grow, not only for you spiritually, because it's going to feel great, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're all going to help each other out. Yeah. My, my outlook on, like, why I wanted to do that is because I wanted to um, include a stronger uh, portion of, the, of G the GCU community to be more prideful of their school. If somebody, if one of their friends or one of their uh, colleagues was doing something for them, like if somebody was actually there actively doing something for them, for the school, and not for money or for that kind of thing, um, I feel like it would be a little bit more uh, boost of pride, and that's what I that's what I loved thinking about was um, uh, was just a community feeling more at tuned with what they were doing in life because whatever you're doing, I I never wanted somebody to go through an experience like college, and then feel like they lost four years of their life. Mm -hmm. Like every experience of our lives is what makes us who we are. And so thinking that somebody would go through it and not feel at tuned with what they've done or what they are currently doing is something that's, that's like detrimental to think about if you're not on that, uh, on that thought. Like I just did a interview with students on campus. Um, I set up a camera and interviewed like six kids. Uh, they walked up and I asked them, uh, what are you passionate about? They would mention a little something. Then I would ask, what's your major? And then, does your major fuel your passion? And nine chances out of ten, it would. But then you would get somebody who kind of reconsiders. They think about it. Or how could it merge? Because ultimately, I'm not having, I don't want anybody to second-guess themselves. That's the last thing I want them to do. Um, it was more just getting the message out of what's your passion and, and how it attributes to what you're doing with your life. But... It's something that does happen where um, people will do things, and especially in college, um, where people will do things and then no longer um, acknowledge that portion of their life. And that happens a ton through college because a ton of people aren't going into their major immediately out of graduation. So, like, I mean, granted, everybody's lives are different and things like that, but if you have a a message for yourself. If you're passionate about something, you'll never lose that drive. 
you'll never lose like lose sight of who you are mm-hmm. and who and what you want to become. If you had that mission from the beginning, yeah. If you, you have that mission, it, you yeah. know. And with a community behind that mission, it's like so much easier. It's like riding a wave. You're just you're there, and people will help you and support you. And it's it, it's amazing just to get yourself out there and to find people of who you, who you enjoy, uh, people you want to be around. Um, and there are millions of communities like that, but nobody notices them. 100%, man. You're preaching to the choir, and you have one semester left. I have one so what, semester left. So what's your left. plan to kick ass before you graduate? Um, my senior year was my best year because I knew going in, I'm like, this is the last year to prove what I want to do. Yep, I'm yep. just going to break the door down. Yeah, um, so I, I stumbled across getting two pretty nice cameras, um, and me and a few friends are interviewing every other week. Um, so just every other week having a video of that, um, I'm going to be doing more on campus interviews, um, talking to more people. And then I just want to actively in that space. Um, once I finally, I hopefully like by next weekend, I'll have the structure finally nailed down so that I can finally start, um, start acting on, um, working out these passions. My first one is Rubik's cubing. Mm-hmm. So I've done, um, to kind of like for the viralness or for, uh, for the views, um, 24 hours of Rubik's cubing in three sittings. I did 24 hours of Rubik's cubing. Uh, I solved it like almost like 300 times, I think. Um, and I had never done it before then. So I looked at the Rubik's cube and I'm very creative, very artistic. Um, and I could very easily say Rubik's cubing is not for me. But after 24 hours of it, I actually really enjoyed it. And, but I never would have known that unless I did it. And so I did it. I enjoyed it. And then I was watching a movie the other day, and I was just solving it. And it was enjoyable. I loved it. Um, and, it's, and so from there on, I can talk about it, talk about my experience with it, talk about other people's experience with it, like that one guy who, um, who gives Rubik's Cubes and solves them with charity. Um, like, that's awesome. Yeah. And so there are so many things like that. So I'm finally able to wrap that one up. Uh, once I can get the review down, I can put the, the triangle with the graphs and things just to show um, who, what, where, when, and why of the Rubik's Cube. And then immediately I'll be jumping onto something else and then hopefully gathering a community along the way that maybe in the end we'll all be doing something together and something... You can jump ship whenever you want, whenever you find whatever you're passionate about. Wow, your mind keeps spinning, man. I know we're definitely going to be doing business one day down the road. Cool. Definitely going to have to have you on the show again. You didn't expect to do an interview today. Nope, not really. You did a pretty good damn job, man. Last question I want to ask you, though. Yep. You're engaged. I am engaged. the hardest thing you had to do? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It, It, like, I was planning it, and then, like, it hit me, like, an hour before, and it was, like... I'm going to (laughs) die. But um, it was amazing. Did you know she was going to say, like, was it one of those situations where you knew she was going to say yes, but it's still the most nerve wracking question to ask. It's still the most nerve wracking question. And it's, she was, she's very intuitive. So she understands a lot of stuff. And that's why. As soon as you open your mouth, she knew. No, no. I, that's why I caught her on such a big surprise. I had to like FBI it. Like I had to leave out any details. I like, I had to like. I had to, uh, don't leave any details. Oh, okay. Um, we, both of our families, she's from Oklahoma. I'm from Arizona. Both of our families were meeting in Colorado, but the reason why that wasn't suspicious was because her parents were the ones that decided let's go to Colorado. 
Um, and so we were like, okay, sure, let's go. Um, I was thinking about maybe October, September or October, but it was such a perfect time. Both of our families were together and things like that. But I had to leave subtle clues of like, if she brought anything up about marriage, I had to be like, oh, I just got to give me time. Like, don't rush me kind of thing without being super rude. She kind of like was getting slightly discouraged about it in like a good way. But I thought that was hilarious. So that when it did happen, she was completely blindsided. Um, and what's actually really funny is it was such a picturesque view, such a picturesque time with our families there and stuff like that. Um, they weren't watching at the time, which, which is how we wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. And um, we go over to take a picture with my sister. Uh, she's taking a picture. Um, I have her ask if she can take our picture because she's a photographer. So we go off to like a picturesque spot. Um, mountains in the background. It's on a ranch. It's super, super nice. And um, as a joke, she gets down on one knee and pretends to propose. And I was like, ah, stop it. And like she gets up and then we, we take pictures and then, then I propose. Wow, that's actually a pretty cool story. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Well, best of luck to you guys. Best of luck thank to you. Thank you so much. Again, one semester left, man. Kick some ass. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you for, for this. Um, and best I of luck you to one. you. I owe you me on your show. Best of luck to you, man. This is great. This is awesome. Well, sponsored? Well, we'll be in touch soon. Yeah, yeah we got to totally. thank our sponsor, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. Remember to head to betonline.ag as well to get that 50% bonus. Christian Peterson on The O Show, episode 402. Zach Kelly, hit the close, man. Catch new episodes of The O Show for free, available on all audio platforms, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. For full video versions of the podcast, head on over to YouTube and StarWorldWideNetworks.com. The O Show is presented by Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is an inclusive, high-intensity fitness experience developed by the champ Floyd Money Mayweather himself, the best group boxing workout in the market, Mayweather Boxing and Fitness. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.